Alright, alright, okay, okay, what's up everybody, uh, Delta Talks Facts here once again, um, it's actually weird, the episode actually just cut off right there at the 7, at the 7 minute 44 second mark, I actually didn't even realize I actually was going on for like another 2 or 3 minutes, and I didn't realize the episode just cut off, I was about to, I was about to just bring up like, you know, how it's not a company warfare between AEW and WWE, it's, it's wrestling, I actually was getting pretty passionate the last couple minutes right there I was talking because I was saying it's fucking wrestling no matter what company you support whether it's WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor or Impact Wrestling or GCW or New Japan Pro Wrestling whatever company you support it's wrestling so that actually got cut off right there and I was actually just talking about the rest of the segment between Corbin and McAfee and I was just getting into Liv Morgan versus Natalia. So, sorry sorry about that, guys. I actually just kept on talking. didn't realize... Just didn't realize it cut off. Oh, my God. So... So, yeah, it's just... At the end of the day... Whatever company you support... All the companies I just mentioned... It's fucking wrestling. Enjoy wrestling for what it is. Don't attack people on social media for the company they support. No matter who it is. Just... It's wrestling. Like, let's just... Let's calm down. It's wrestling. That's what it is. It's fucking wrestling. Leave it for what it is. And enjoy it for what it is. That's plain and simple. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to say right there. That was so weird that the episode cut off. But um, getting back to the segment between Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. You know, Happy Corbin was on the Titan Tron and... You know, he said he's gonna. I could go. I could go down to the ring and finish the job, but it looks like I have monkey pox. And he showed his fucking arm. I was like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> and then you know, Pat McAfee basically called him a coward. Is he, you know, that's basically Corbin's like, you're gonna have to wait till SummerSlam. Pat McAfee's like, all right, time for talk is over. You know, here's the new SmackDown Women's World Champion, Liv Morgan. So she comes out. And she has a match with Natalia. Not a bad match, honestly. The match was decent. The match was decent. It's actually funny because these two wrestled at a live event, I believe it was last week. And I think Liv Morgan accidentally poked her in the eye, accidentally poked Natalia in the eye. And after she hit her finish on Natalia, one, two, three, Natalia got up right away. And she was screaming at Liv Morgan. I'm like, like, what the fuck? But then Natalia posted on Twitter, like, oh, out of character, I was saying thank you. I'm like, okay, see, it didn't, it didn't look that way. It didn't look that way. It looked like, it looked like Natalia was screaming at her. It didn't look like she was saying thank you to Liv Morgan. Oh, it looks like she was screaming at her. So I don't know about that right there. I guess, I don't know if there's heat between Liv and Natalia. It just seemed very weird, honestly. A lot of people were talking about it on social media last week. It was just... It was pretty weird. It, it was pretty weird, to be honest. It kind of was. I was like, okay. Well, that, that was that. But, yeah, these two had a decent match right here. I mean, everybody knows I'm not the biggest fan of Natalia. I'm not even a Natalia fan at all. I don't discredit what she's done in the ring in the past. Because I feel like she used to be pretty damn good in the past. But... Her work the last couple years hasn't been the best. If we're going to be completely honest, I feel like she should retire. I feel like she shouldn't be on TV almost every week. I feel like there's a lot of deserving women 
other than Natalia that should be getting title shots. You know, the just the fact that she had a title shot against Ronda Rousey, and that match was terrible at Money in the Bank. You could have done anybody else versus Ronda, honestly. I mean, even though a lot of people don't like Aaliyah, I mean, I mean, I don't even think Aaliyah's ever had a title shot. You might as well just say, hey, well, throw one against Ronda. Let's see what she does. I mean, even though she hasn't improved at all, you might as well just give her a chance. Honestly. I would have rather seen Natalia in the Money in the Bank ladder match and maybe would have seen Raquel versus Ronda Rousey at a Money in the Bank. Or even Shotzi. Give somebody else other than Natalia a shot. What about Lacey Evans? Lacey Evans has never even been a champion yet. Natalia's been a champion before. I believe she was Divas champion back in the day. And she was SmackDown Women's champion back in 2017. There's a lot of the women deserve a chance than fucking Natalia. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like getting a title shot. That's just the truth, though. Because she just... She's just not... She's just not that great. Her character fucking sucks. Her character has sucked for the last few years. Like, when she turned heel back in 2016, she had the whole feud with... Was it Nikki Bella she had a feud with? Just, it was so stupid. It was so stupid. When she won the SmackDown Women's title, I mean, she had, a, she had an alright run. She only held on to the title, I think, for like three months, I believe. It, it was alright, honestly. It wasn't a bad reign. I'm not going to sit here and say it was terrible. It was actually decent. It was decent at best. I was like, okay, well, she hasn't really won a championship in a long time. Okay, fine. Put the belt on her. Whatever. You know, people actually responded to it pretty well. I kind of did as well. I was like, all right, fine. Whatever. Yeah, and she had a decent run, so I'm not going to complain. But here against match against Liv, it was a decent match, honestly. It was just decent. That's all I could say. You know, I'm kind of worried about SummerSlam, though, with Liv Morgan defending her title against Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey's right away getting the rematch. And they haven't put the plates on the SmackDown Women's title, like, you know, like Liv Morgan plates on the belt just yet. So I'm kind of worried they're going to put the belt back on Ronda. And that would suck, though. Like, like not even like 30 days later, you put the belt back on Ronda, then it makes no sense to make Liv champion. It's almost like what they did with Nikki Ash last year, winning the Raw Women's title, and then she loses to Charlotte at uh, fucking SummerSlam, something like that. The next, the, Yeah, I think she did. It's like they finally gave Nikki her moment, then it was taken away not too long later on. So, <sighs> just honestly, just let Liv beat Ronda at SummerSlam, like, please. You know, I mean, I know it's kind of like, is it really like, you know, believable for Liv to beat Ronda? In reality, no, Ronda would destroy her in a real fight. You know, but let Liv win, not as much as in a clean way. Let her beat Ronda with a roll-up pin. Let her catch her off guard. Maybe Ronda gets too pissed off and gets too frustrated and Liv takes advantage of it. That's how you can make it believable. Don't let Liv, like, you know, just beat her regularly with a finisher, honestly. I wouldn't do that. But that's just me, though. But, um, but hey, Liv Morgan got the win here over Natalia. Again, it was a decent match. It was a decent match right here, and I liked it. And I love Liv Morgan. Well, you know, her and Ronda Rousey will go face-to-face next week on SmackDown. We know Ronda's promos aren't the best. 
I've always, I mean, I have said, like, recently, she definitely needs, like, a manager, honestly. She would need, like, a Paul Heyman type. You know, that's what I feel, honestly. But, um, yeah, she's not, she's not the best on promos. She's really not. She's really not the best on promos. Like, her and a microphone really don't go too well, honestly. They just really, really don't. That's just being, that's just me being honest. But... I'm looking forward to the match at SummerSlam. You know, she is getting a rematch, which is fair. It is fair, but um, hopefully Morgan retains, because like I said, I'm kind of afraid they're going to put the belt back on Ronda, which I hope they don't. It's like, please, just no. Don't give Liv the title and then steal it right away from her just like that. Just no. So now we get to a backstage segment right here. So, with the Mr. Money in the Bank Theory, and he got interrupted right away by Paul Heyman. You know, Theory did interrupt Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar back on Raw. So, Paul Heyman, you guess you could say, is returning the favor to Theory. So, Paul Heyman's basically, like, trying to, like, you know, mindfuck Theory right here, saying that he shouldn't cash in at SummerSlam for the Undisputed Universal title. Instead, he should work with Paul Heyman and he can cash in, like, at a big event. Like, you know, maybe cash, maybe Clash of the Castle, whatever, or any other fucking event. But then Theory, you know, Theory basically, you know, he denied Heyman's offer and said he will cash in at SummerSlam, and maybe he'll need his own, maybe he'll need a special counter of his own when he hires Paul. I'm like, oh, like, okay. I mean, wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be something, though, if after the match at SummerSlam and the last man standing match, let's say Roman retains. Let's say Roman retains. And then after the match, Theory comes out and Paul Heyman betrays Roman Reigns, and then Theory cashes in, and Paul Heyman joins up with Theory. I mean, honestly, if you really want to skyrocket Theory's career, I think it's perfect to pair him up with Paul Heyman, honestly. You know, because Paul Heyman... Being paired with Brock Lesnar back in 2002 was awesome. I mean, that was fucking awesome. Brock Lesnar, who was, you know, new to the big-time wrestling business, obviously. So that was that was definitely a really good decision. And look how Paul Heyman's helped out Roman Reigns the last couple years. He's helped him out tremendously. So it could happen. It definitely could happen. But we'll, see. we'll definitely see, though. We shall definitely see. We shall definitely see on that one. But now we get to this segment right here. The New Raid. A.K.A. the New Day. So the New Day came out. Dressed up as the Viking Raiders. So they're doing a whole New Raid thing. I mean this segment. I thought it was going to be stupid. But I do love the New Day. So even when they seem like they're going to do a stupid fucking segment. It always turns out to be funny. I always end up laughing. That's the shit the New Day do. And they've been teaming up. Excuse me. They've been teaming up for like about, I think, eight years now. Because they started in 2014 as a tag team. And so eight years now they've been teaming up. We're getting close to 2024. It'll be a 10-year anniversary, which I think they will reach. And, you know, I know a lot of people have want, you know, or I should say a lot. I know some people have want the New Day to split. And they did split them up a little bit, you know, when Big E won the WWE title. You know, and it was Kofi and Xavier together. Big E was doing his own thing on Raw with the title, of course. 
you know, uh, Xavier and Kofi just being on SmackDown. So, I mean, yeah, it didn't really feel the same, obviously. It did split up a little bit, but I thought I think a lot of people thought they were all going to go their separate ways. Or even a couple of years ago when Kofi Kingston had his moment and won the title, I'm sure a lot of people thought maybe, like, maybe Big E and Xavier will get jealous. You know, no, they stuck together, though. They stuck together. Nobody got jealous. But you have to think, Xavier's got to get his moment pretty soon. Because Kofi got his moment in 2019. Big E got his moment last year. 2023, does Xavier finally get his moment as champion? You would have to think he does. You would think he definitely does. And let's hope that he does. Let's hope that he does. So the Viking Raiders, they came out. They got tired of, you know, hearing the New Day right here mock them. So they come out. And, you know, they were trading. Like, I guess you'd say they were trading shots. So not really trading shots. The New Day just kept making fun of them. The Viking Raiders couldn't take it. And then Xavier played a fucking, you know, horn things right there. And now comes Shanky and Jinder Mahal. So I don't know if, is that a babyface turn for Jinder and Shanky? So they come out, they attack the Viking Raiders, then the New Day take the, take out the Viking Raiders, and then the New Day and Shanky are dancing in the ring. They try to get Jinder to dance, but he didn't. So I guess it's I guess you could say that's a babyface turn for both of them. And the one thing, the one problem I have with Shanky, the one problem I have with him, this dude looks like money. He is a fucking monster. He should not be dancing. He should not be dancing. He should be destroying people he should not be a comedy act he really shouldn't because look at his size look at the dude's fucking size he is literally a skyscraper he really is he could destroy anybody he could destroy half that fucking roster he could destroy anybody's roster the dude should not be dancing around like a fool that's just my honest opinion he should be destroying half the fucking roster. He really should. You see his size. You see his size. He should be running over half the fucking roster. This guy really should. That's just my honest opinion, though. He really should. That's what I think should happen. So, a rematch is made official for next week between Shinsuke Nakamura. And I don't know. Hey, how do you say this guy's name again? Ludwig. I'm just reading it. Ludwig Kaiser. I'm sorry. I don't really know how to say his name. I got to hear his name a couple more times and I'll finally get it. But then, you know, Gunther reminded him what happens if he'll lose again. He chopped the shit out of him. I'm like, Jesus. But that's the match we all need for SummerSlam. We need Nakamura versus Gunther for the Intercontinental title. That's the match we all fucking need to see. Those two should open up SummerSlam if the match does happen at SummerSlam because the Intercontinental title hasn't been defended on pay-per-view, I believe, since last year's WrestleMania. I 
That's a long fucking time. That is a long, long time since the title has been defended on a pay-per-view. On a fucking pay-per-view. The fact that it's been this long, it's mind-boggling. It really is. It seriously, seriously is. So hopefully we actually get to see this match at SummerSlam. We absolutely should. We absolutely should. I think we might get a disqualification finish next week. Like, maybe, like, where Gunther... I mean, uh, maybe Gunther attacks Ludwig during the match, and so he gets disqualified, so he wins. Or maybe Nakamura gets too frustrated or something. I mean, that's what I have to guess, honestly. That would just have to be my guess. But we'll see. We shall definitely see. We shall definitely see what happens. But we were supposed to have a match right here between Lacey Evans. Between Lacey Evans and Aaliyah. So they were supposed to team up last week. But Lacey Evans walked out because the crowd wasn't cheering her. After all of her accomplishments, she is a former Marine. She, you know, she was cutting those video promos like a couple months ago, like telling everybody like her story and how she was kicked out of the house at 17 years old, but she went on to be a Marine, you know, and and she definitely has a really great story. She absolutely does. But why is she a heel now? She was just she just turned into a babyface a couple months ago. Why is she all of a sudden now a heel? It doesn't make much sense. You know, and she cut like a five-minute promo right here. It dra- it completely dragged along, to be honest, right here. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, why are they making her a heel, though? Like, why? She, she just poured her heart out for the last couple months. So, yeah. You know, I guess you could say, oh, well, she's not getting enough appreciation from the fans. But... Why are you turning your heel so quickly? You could really build up as a great baby face, which they were doing for a couple months. But it is WWE creative, and we're talking about here. They love to, you know, fuck with shit. I just think it's pretty stupid that they're making her a heel. And she told the crowd to go to hell like she did last week. And she walks away. So we don't get the match. We don't get her versus Aaliyah at all. It's just a waste of a waste of time. Like you could have just done the match. You could have done the fucking match. I mean, it, honestly, when she told the fucking production team to play her music again, it almost reminded me like of Kurt Angle when he came out that one episode of Raw back in two thousand five, and the whole crowd was chanting. Well, they always chanted "You suck" to his fucking entrance music. <laughs> and he was oh, keep on playing it, keep on playing it. They kept on chanting "You suck" at him. Finally went to the ring at least. Like, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense right here with Lacey Evans. I don't know why they've turned her heel. I really don't get it. She honestly would do so much better as a babyface. I really don't get it. And Lacey Evans is fucking talented. She's one of the most talented women's wrestlers 
in that company. She absolutely is. She's very underrated. She's extremely underrated. People don't realize that, though. I think she's one of the top women wrestlers in the world, honestly. I mean, that's a hot take. I don't think a lot of people are going to agree. But she's talented. She can talk. And she can wrestle. She's got the physique. But you do stupid shit. You, you do the stupid shit like this with her. People just don't care. It's going to be like, okay, we don't give a shit about her. She's not, And then they'll say, she's not a top women's wrestler in the world. She's just not then, what people will say. But in my honest opinion, I still think she is. I'm trying to see past the stupid shit they're doing with her right now. Because... You could really, you could build, you could seriously build her up as like that American hero, like that babyface American hero type. And she does deserve a championship in the future. She absolutely deserves a championship because of how talented she is. But you do stupid shit like this, it's, people aren't going to care about her. This isn't working. It's just not working. They should have kept what they were doing right there with her. Make her that lovable American hero babyface that people will give a shit about. People were giving a shit about her. But now she turns heel for no reason at all. It, it doesn't make any sense because she's not getting enough appreciation. Okay. It's, what the fuck? Do better with her then. Do much better with her then. Stop being like... This is a woman that was in the main event of Extreme Rules a couple years ago. For the Raw Women's title and the Universal title. That whole mixed tag team match they did with her and uh, Corbin versus Becky and Seth. Like, she is a main event talent. And they're wasting her. They're absolutely wasting her with this stupid shit. Honestly, if you have nothing for her on the main roster, send her down to NXT. Let her and Mandy go out. Let her beat Mandy for the belt. Because I, th- I have a feeling Nikita Lyons is going to be the one to beat Mandy. And it doesn't seem like the right option. Because she's still very, very fucking green, Nikita. So honestly, you could have Lacey go down to NXT. And she could beat Mandy. She could honestly do that. That's fine. But they just don't know. It doesn't seem like they know. they don't know what they're doing with Lacey right now. They just really don't. It's like left and right and left and right and left and right. I don't get it, but she walked away. The match didn't happen. I'm sure the same thing's going to happen next week. We're supposed to have a match here between Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, where the winner will go to Clash of the Castle to wrestle the Undisputed Universal Champion. But last week, Sheamus said, oh, I think I have COVID, oh, I can't wrestle. And Drew McIntyre wrestled Butch in like a couple-minute match, and he beat him. And the graphic said Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. It turned out to be Drew McIntyre versus Ridge Holland. I'm like, they're saving the match for SummerSlam. Like, you keep false advertising, though, for Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Like, the easy way to do this right here, you could have just said, you could have Sheamus come out and say, you know what, Drew, I will wrestle you for that title shot, but it's not going to happen until SummerSlam. You got to beat Butch, and you got to be Ridge Holland. If you can beat both those guys, then I will wrestle you at SummerSlam. If you can't, then I will automatically get the title shot for Clash of the Castle in September. You could have easily done that. Why do you got to make it so difficult? Why do you have to false advertise? It's so stupid. That you could have easily done that right there. People can understand, like, okay, fine, whatever, okay. 
We know we were gonna. You know, you know, you're gonna get the match. You know, Drew is gonna beat Butch, and he's gonna be Rich Holland. Okay, but at least make it easier. At least have Sheamus say that right there, saying, "I will wrestle you, but I'll wrestle you at SummerSlam. I'm not gonna do it here on SmackDown. I'll wrestle you at SummerSlam for the title shot." So you gotta be Butch, and you gotta be Rich Holland. But if you can't beat either one of them, if you wind up losing to one of them, then I automatically get the title shot. That's it. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. They could have easily done that, but no, you got a false advertise for the last two weeks. It's so stupid. This match between Drew and Ridge, it wasn't the best. I feel bad for Drew, honestly. It wasn't the best. You had fucking Butch and Sheamus, you know, outside the ring acting stupid. Drew eventually got the win over Ridge, which was nice. Okay, I expected it, but it's like, what the fuck? See, that's just... That's lousy booking right there. It's so bad. It's so, but it's so easy. It's so easy because the fans could understand then if Sheamus does that, what I just mentioned, what he should have done. People can understand like, okay, fine. Drew's gonna, he's gonna earn it. He's gonna earn a face Sheamus. Okay, fine. That's perfectly fine. You could make Butch look good, but no, you had the match, what was it, a couple minutes last week? And the match against Ridge, you just made Ridge look bad as well. It, it hurts everybody. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It could have easily been avoided, but no, let's just do it the hard way. Let's do it the stupid way. Come on. I mean, listen, when Drew and Sheamus go at it at SummerSlam, that's when it's going to happen, they're going to put on a great match, just like they did back in Fastlane last year. These two always have good matches, they have great chemistry. I think Drew's going to win, which is fine. I'm fine with that. I want, I want Drew to win. But it could have e- this could have easily been avoided. But no, you're just you're doing it the hard way. People, they're not going to give a shit. That's how you turn people away. That's how people just turn away right now. They're not going to care. <sighs> could have easily been avoided. So stupid, honestly. It really was. So now Maxine Dupree will arrive next week. I don't know who that's going to be. I mean, you want my honest opinion on the whole maximum male models thing? I honestly think it sucks. I don't. I know. I don't. Probably, I probably don't speak for a lot of people on that one. That's fine. You have your opinion. If you like it, that's awesome. If you like it, that is. But personally, me myself, I just don't. But that's my opinion, though. I'm not going to full-on trash this right here, but I feel like you have a big dude right here in Mace, a guy who went toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar in 2019. He wasn't Mace at the time. He was using his real name. He was using his real name. See, what, what is his real name, actually? I'm going to look it up because I don't want to sound you know, arrogant or ignorant. What, what's his real name? Oh, okay, it wasn't his real name that he was using. His real name is Brandon Williams, but he was using the name Dio Madden. Dio Madden, that's the name he was using. That's the name he was using. So Dio at the time, he went toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar in 2019. And Brock Lesnar was going on that rampage in that feud with Rey Mysterio where he was attacking everybody. And he took a massive F5 from Brock to the table. And then you, you fucked him... By, stuck, by sticking him in Retribution, one of the worst groups in WWE history that did absolutely nothing. 
They did absolutely nothing. Nothing but shit is what they did. They did nothing. They didn't draw anything. They didn't draw a fucking dime. They drew zero. Nobody gave a fuck. And this guy could be a really good big man. He's about six foot seven. He's a pretty good big man. But he's a fucking model. I don't mind Max Dupree being his manager. But this dude right here could also destroy half the fucking roster. Or destroy any roster in any wrestling company. And you're making him out to be a joke. And then you have Mansoor. You have Mansoor who's extremely fucking talented. The guy's got charisma. The guy can go in the ring. He has the potential to be a champion. Maybe even be a world's champion in the WWE or any company. And now you're fucking him over with this stupid shit. I don't understand it. Again, if you think this is good, that's your opinion. That's awesome. I'm glad you think it's good. That's your opinion. You like it? That's awesome. I'm glad you like it. But myself, I just don't. I think it's dumb. It doesn't. Be- I don't think it's benefiting anybody. I don't think it is. I feel like it's a waste of time. I want to see this guy, Mace, destroy people. That's what I want to see. At least he was doing that in Retribution. At least he was destroying people. Which, okay, that makes sense. The guy's a big fucking dude. I think him and Tebow, are they, weren't they teaming up like after Retribution was done? Those guys could have been a fucking great tag team together. A really good tag team where they just destroy everybody. They could have been a great tag team. Maybe even elevated themselves to being world tag team champions. But you do this stupid shit right here. You know, come on. I mean, it's very 50-50 how people are responding to this. Like, like some people like it, some people don't. I can't say it's a majority for either side. It's very 50-50. It's very, like, split in the middle without people feel about this, you know, male models thing. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. You know, I don't know who they're going to introduce as Maxine Dupree. I I have no idea, honestly, who's going to be introduced. I honestly don't care. I really don't. But it's the truth, though, right here. This guy, Mace, should be destroying people. And Mansoor, again, great charisma, great talent. You're wasting it. You're completely fucking wasting it. You're wasting its potential. You know, maybe my mind changes on this in a couple weeks with this whole thing. Maybe it does, but I just think it's just dumb. I I think you're really hurting these guys' potential right here. I really think you are. If you want to have them be a tag team, which it seems like they will be, okay, fine. Let them be a tag team. Let them go out there and dominate. There you go. That, that's all you can do. But you just, they're, not, they're not making it simple. They make it very, very complicated. They, very, they really do. I love them, but Jesus Christ. <sighs> but now we get to the next match right here. Between Madcap Moss and Theory. An overall solid match. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Madcap Moss is pretty talented. I really don't care for him on promos, honestly. 
You know, his in-ring work is actually good. His in-ring work is good. Promo-wise, eh, he's not the best. Very average. Very, very average. Even Paul Heyman was talking to him backstage before the match with Theory. He was, you know, Paul Heyman was saying the same thing. He said the Theory. Like, trying to build up a whole Madcap Moss, Roman Reigns thing. A Madcap Moss wasn't having it. I mean, if you actually want to elevate Madcap Moss, a match with Roman would really put him on the map. That match would really put him on the map right there. If you want to be completely honest. That actually would. But I do, again, I do like Madcap. He's got, he's got talent. Just again, talking-wise, I don't care from talking-wise, honestly. That's just me, though. That's just me, though. But again, his in-ring work, it's great. In-ring work is really good, honestly. It really is. I like him in the ring. But, um... Again, promo-wise, he needs to get better. But the match with Theory, again, solid match. I liked it. I honestly thought it was good. And I'm starting to like Theory a little bit more, you know. It, it, it's so weird. Like, his mannerisms are... Really, they're so similar to John Cena when he started off. It, they really are. But, you know, they are trying to build up as the next John Cena. I mean, there's only one John Cena. There'll never be another John Cena. So, <laughs> I get what they're trying to do, but it's not going to work in the long run. If you're going to keep trying to build up as fucking Cena, it's not going to work. Just let him be Theory. There's only going to be one Theory, I believe. So, let him be, let him just be Theory. It's like the way that he moves, the way he carries himself. Again, it's a lot like Cena used to do it. And it it does suck that Cena's not gonna wrestle at um at SummerSlam, but but you know what? If you want to save this match for WrestleMania, by all means, go right ahead. So that that's fine by me, honestly. That's fine by me. I don't mind that. But again, overall, overall with this match. It was fine. It was a fine match. You know, Madcap Moss started to take control towards the end right here. And right as he knocked Theory outside the ring, Theory went to grab the big briefcase. Madcap was going up to him. Theory knocks him out with the briefcase. Gets disqualified, so Madcap gets the win. Then Theory walks away. And Sami Zayn comes out. The honorary Oost comes out. And says, yo, you disrespected the bloodline, the tribal chief. And Theory's like, oh, you have, you have an arm and a sling. Like, what, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Ah, well, here comes the Usos, the Undisputed World Tag Team Champions. They come out. And Theory runs away. Madcap takes him out. We get to the main event right here between Jimmy Uso and Angelo Dawkins. Overall, though, I expected this main event to be good. It was, eh, it was not the best. I'm not gonna say it was bad. It was very average at best, to be honest. It was very short. It's very short main event. I think the main event ended like what nine fifty four, nine fifty three. I was like, Jesus Christ! We had like seven minutes left in the show. That's it. It just was a very forgettable main event, to be honest. It was very, very forgettable. Very forgettable. Like, when Jey Uso and Montez Ford went at it back on Raw a couple weeks ago, that match was 
you know, memorable right there. That match was awesome. Dawkins and Jimmy, it's very forgettable. Very, very forgettable. The fact that it was a main event, very similar to Drew versus Butch last week. That was like a couple minutes. It, it's forgettable. I don't know if they're trying to get people to stop tuning into SmackDown. I mean, they're still drawing like about two million a week, which is great for them. It's great for all of wrestling to draw over a million viewers, which is great. But oh my god, it was a very forgettable fucking main event. Like Jesus Christ, very very forgettable, easily forgettable. It re- it really was. Like I'm just not even, I'm not even like joking around. It was very forgettable. It seriously was. That's just me being honest. That's just me being honest right there. I'm going to be honest. That's me being honest. Forgettable main event. It really was. Um, but Angel Dawkins got the win after he used his finisher after fucking... Even before that, Jey Uso got knocked down. And Charles Robinson was checking to see if he's okay. And then... Jimmy Uso bumped into Charles Robinson. He got knocked down. Dawkins ruled him up. No count because he was down Robinson. The Uso did the same thing. Didn't work. Dawkins did his finisher. Charles Robinson finally gets up. Jimmy Uso's shoulders are up. One, two, three. Dawkins gets the win. But Jimmy Uso's shoulders were up just like Montez Ford's shoulder was up back at Money in the Bank. And then Pierce comes out. And he announces the special guest referee for SummerSlam. And they show a video package. And it is Jeff Jarrett. And it makes sense, you know. Jeff Jarrett's from Nashville. It's going to be in Nashville SummerSlam. So that's fine. Jeff Jarrett getting involved. Okay. We'll see how that works right here. Will he call it down the middle? That remains to be seen. So I'm sure we'll see Jeff Jarrett appear on Raw or SmackDown this week coming up. So that's pretty cool. Like, okay. I can deal with that. But then fucking Usos and Street Profits just brawled. And I just, right as they started, oh, excuse me, I just bumped into my fucking drawer. Oh, my God. <laughs> right as they kept on brawling, I just turned it off. So, okay, this is it. I'm done watching this now. <sighs> Pretty bad episode. Pretty bad episode. A lot of question marks. Just pretty, pretty bad, to be honest. That's just me, though. But all right, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. The next time I'll talk to you guys will be tomorrow to review AEW Fighter Fest or AEW Rampage Fighter Fest week one. That'll be my review tomorrow. And then I'll talk to you guys on Monday with the NHL Free Agency episode. All right, guys. Well, again, hope you guys enjoy this episode and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.